Greetings in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, and welcome to Shear Jeshub, a Bible study program brought to you by the Church Fellowship of Shear Jeshub Christian Tabernacle in Madison, Connecticut. My name is Patty Scalzo, and I invite you to get your Bibles and follow along with us as my husband, Pastor Greg Scalzo, continues his study on heavenly authority. He currently has been in the section dealing with the priests and Levites. At the end of the program, I will be back to tell you where you can write to us, so have a pencil and paper handy. Now let's get right into the study as we join Pastor Greg. If you go back in Numbers chapter 18 and go down to verse 20, then the Lord said to Aaron, you shall have no inheritance in their land, nor shall you have any portion among them. I am your portion and your inheritance among the children of Israel. So the priests received no boundary territory in the promised land. And neither did the Levites as a whole. Let me read you Joshua chapter 13 when they come into the promised land. In Joshua chapter 13 and verse 14, they divide up the land east of the Jordan. And it says, only to the tribe of Levi he had given no inheritance. The sacrifices of the Lord God of Israel made by fire are their inheritance, as he said to them. That's what they inherited. All the offerings, the tithe money, we'll speak about that in a moment, the redemption, these were the things that were to sustain them. God was to be their inheritance. They did not receive a boundary territory like the other tribes. In verse 33, but to the tribe of Levi, Moses had given no inheritance. The Lord God of Israel was their inheritance, as he had said to them. God was to be their inheritance. The Levites, though, did get cities throughout the other territories. They received no boundary section. Like, you know, here's the tribe of Judah. Here's the tribe of Benjamin. Here's the tribe of Ephraim. They did not have a boundary territory but they received individual cities. If you go ahead in Numbers chapter 35, in verse 1, And the Lord spoke to Moses in the plains of Moab by the Jordan, across from Jericho, saying, Command the children of Israel that they give the Levites cities to dwell in from the inheritance of their possession, and you shall also give the Levites common land around the cities. And then down in verse 6 of Numbers chapter 35. Now among the cities which you will give to the Levites, you shall appoint six cities of refuge, to which a manslayer may flee. And to these you shall add 42 cities. So all the cities you will give to the Levites shall be 48. These you shall give with their common land. And then it goes on. It says, and the cities which you will give shall be from the possession of the children of Israel. From the larger tribe you shall give many, from the smaller you shall give few. Each shall give some of its cities to the Levites in proportion to the inheritance that each receives. So you also see here 
the idea of proportion. The more they have, the more they're given, the more the responsibility of those tribes then to give back and to support a larger number of Levites. There's a proportionality based upon blessing in the offering in the scriptures. So they had these cities, but they did not have boundary territories. Why is God dispersing these cities throughout the land of Israel, throughout the tribes? Every tribe has to have some. Obviously, he wants the law of God to be all over. He wants the Levites to minister the law of the Lord. And no matter where the territory is, he's making sure there's some religious people, some of those called out to minister to God in their area. They're there to settle the disputes on the religious matters. They're there to bring the law to the people, to the children. And that's why he takes and disperses them throughout the land. They're not supposed to be isolated. The idea that somehow religious people should be set apart and isolated from the population so that the population never hears the teaching of God is not right. Rather, God takes and he disperses them throughout the land of Israel. But there is no boundary territory. The Lord God of Israel was the inheritance for the Levites. He was the inheritance for the high priest. He was the inheritance for the priesthood. He says, I am your portion and your inheritance among the children of Israel. And they were given a very special privilege. God was providing for them. In their service to him, God gives them this privilege that he would provide for them through the offering of the people. And I mentioned the tithing system. Besides all this, there was a tithing system to support them. A tithe means one-tenth of one's income or property. If you go back to Numbers 18 and verse 21, Behold, I have given the children of Levi, so the Levites as a whole, all the tithes in Israel as an inheritance in return for the work which they perform, the work of the tabernacle of meeting. And these tithes are described in Leviticus chapter 27. They were tithes of the land, the fruit of the tree. Uh, there was the tithe of the herd or the tithe of the flock. And all these tithes are given to the Levites in return for the work they would perform. And there's efficiency in service here. They don't have to worry about the mundane. They can give their total time onto the things of God. And that's why the Lord sets up this system. And the Levites then were in turn to tithe themselves. If you read verse 25, then the Lord spoke to Moses saying, speak thus to the Levites and say to them, when you take from the children of Israel the tithes which I have given you from them as your inheritance, then you shall offer up a heave offering of it to the Lord, a tenth of the tithe, and your heave offering shall be reckoned to you as though it were the grain of the threshing floor and as the fullness of the winepress. It's as though you went out and grew it with your own hands. If you take a tenth of what they've given to you, of the tithe they've given to the whole tribe of Levi, and then you offer that tenth to God, it's as though you've done that work of the ground yourself. Uh, it says, 
Thus you shall offer a heave offering to the Lord, verse 28, from all your tithes which you receive from the children of Israel. And you shall give the Lord's heave offering from it to Aaron the priest. So a tenth of the tithe to the Levites then went to the priesthood. And they received the tithe from the Levites. In verse 29, all your gifts you shall offer up of every heave offering due to the Lord. From all the best of them, the consecrated part. Therefore you shall say to them, when you have lifted up the best of it, then the rest shall be accounted to the Levites as the produce of the threshing floor and as the produce of the winepress. You have lifted up the best of it. It's the same as the tithe which the people brought into the Levites. They were to give the best. They were to give the consecrated part. The best of what they had, a tenth, would go to the Levites, and then the best of what the Levites had, a tenth, would go to the priesthood. And so God made up a system in the law for the solid provision of those called out to officiate in this Levitical system, to minister the law to the people of Israel. So we've seen the last few times a lot of information about the priesthood, about the high priesthood, how it worked under the old covenant. What we want to talk about now is what does it all mean to us under the new covenant? And for that, we want to turn and read a little bit from the book of Hebrews. So let's turn to the New Testament and turn to the book of Hebrews. And we'll appreciate it more, as in all the things in the New Testament, you appreciate them more when you have the solid Old Testament background and foundation. Otherwise, you might not understand what's being spoken about. In Hebrews chapter 2 and verse 14, let's start there. That's a good place to start. Inasmuch, then, as the children have partaken. This is Hebrews chapter 2, verse 14. Inasmuch then, as the children have partaken of flesh and blood, he himself likewise shared in the same, that through death he might destroy him who had the power of death, that is, the devil. So he partakes of the same flesh and blood. And release those who, through fear of death, were all their lifetime subject to bondage. For indeed, he does not give aid to angels, but he does give aid to the seed of Abraham. Therefore, in all things, he had to be made like his brethren, that he might be a merciful and faithful high priest in things pertaining to God to make propitiation for the sins of the people. For in that he himself has suffered being tempted, he is able to aid those who are tempted. Remember we said the priest, the word priest meant to stand, and how that high priest stood before God. When he officiated at the temple, he was standing in the place of the people. He was representing the people before God. So the fulfillment of the high priesthood is this one who's divine, who comes in the very form of man, who shares with us 
in flesh and blood, who is tempted in every way we're tempted. He stands in our place. He knows what we go through. He himself has suffered when he was tempted. And he's able to give us aid and comfort because of that. And he stands as the Son of Man before the Father. And so Jesus Christ is the true high priest. Aaron and all his descendants after him were just a shadow, were just an example of what would be fulfilled in the ministry of Jesus Christ. He stands for us before God. He is our high priest. He's become like one of us. God's Word is so rich and full of wisdom, and we hope these studies have increased your knowledge of the author and perfecter of our faith. If you have any comments, or if you feel led of the Lord to help support our church fellowship, please send all correspondence and donations to Shear Jashub Christian Tabernacle. That's spelled S-H-E-A-R hyphen J-A-S-H-U-B. Post Office Box 518, Branford, Connecticut 06405. And if you will be in the Madison, Connecticut area, come worship the Lord with us. Shear Jashub Christian Tabernacle meets every Sunday morning at 10 a.m in the upper room of the Memorial Hall on Meeting House Lane in Madison, Connecticut. Take I-95 to exit 61. Go south to Route 1. Turn right and at the next light, turn right again. We are in the yellow brick and white building. Please join us for our next broadcast of Shear Jashub, which in Hebrew means, A Remnant Shall Return.